Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey everyone, it's the Build Up Show. Liverpool, Arsenal, League Cup semi-final, second leg, Probably. Uh, I'm Paul <laughs> Sam Walker and Dan Club joining me. We are live here uh, on YouTube uh, on Tuesday the 18th, two and a bit days uh, before kickoff. And as it stands right now, the game is going ahead. Uh, we're going to have to live our lives as though that is true uh, because obviously life's mad and things can happen at a drop of a hat and there's no point as pretending it's not going to happen and hoping it's not going to happen and then it happens and then we've literally just not done the show so we're going to go about it but we're going to talk about that in particular um, just something I, I just very briefly want to touch upon before I dive into it because I know I'm sure it'll be coming but it's been a big topic on social media the last day or two is obviously DT one of the contributors um, with Arsenal Fan TV there's been a lot of sort of uproar around him and what have you and I, I, I can't talk to it in a wider sense I, I've worked with him a couple of times always got on reasonably well with him and obviously I've seen a lot of people giving Arsenal fan TV a lot of stick like what I would always say is the amount of energy that gets poured into just having the latest thing to kick off about if we all just pulled that energy towards you know like like the the morons who are running the country instead Mm. my god what we'd be able to achieve but yeah like obviously there's a lot of moving parts to all that kind of stuff and you know there's no point in commenting on the the ins and outs of all that and nor is it our role or place to do such a thing but obviously Arsenal Fan TV have put a statement out they are good friends of ours uh, Robbie uh, uh, obviously who owns Arsenal Fan TV so yeah do go and check all that out and try to refrain from having wild opinions on things without knowing the full ins and outs of stuff is what I'd say but anyway um, yes the Arsenal game Thursday now there are reports already Dan that they're going to ask for it to be postponed Um it's been covered by a couple, in a couple of papers yesterday. Mm-hmm. They're saying it could be postponed as the Gunners struggle to raise a team for the Carabao Cup semi-final. And our good friend Leanne Prescott and our compatriot Stehor both reacting to this. Leanne said, loaning players out one minute, potentially unable to fulfil a fixture the next, how the tables turn. And Steve uh, commented on uh, Fabrizio Romano tweet that Pablo Mari has completed a low move to Udinese. Um, said, you almost have to admire the absolute shithousery of Arsenal to call off games for not having enough players while simultaneously loaning out three players in this window. Um, it would be very Arsenal, I think, Dan, for them to be the ones for whom the rules all of a sudden don't apply because um, I've seen, like, Gary Neville's really got on on a soapbox on this in the last week yeah. or so. There's a, there's been increasing calls to just kind of change. I, I feel really uncomfortable around all this because 
this is all the Premier League's fault. Mm. They should have made it very clear at the start of the season exactly what the rules are, been totally transparent or as transparent as possible around the rules. Mm -hmm. Because what's happened is we've had this ripple effect where... Like I had Robbie, Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV on a couple of weeks ago and him going, well, your AFCON players shouldn't count and injured players shouldn't count and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, I went, have you had the game postponed yet? And he's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, well, I know. Well, I felt that way prior to the Leeds game. Yeah. And then when you look That's what's funny. Yeah. You just forgot to listen to that show. Oh, really? But, but, the, but the point is, like, it was when you when you start to experience it, you start to get yeah. more empathy for the blah, blah, blah. The point is, if you change the rules now, it's just grossly unfair because the world hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. COVID is still just as rife today as it was th two weeks ago or a week ago or three days ago when games were being postponed. Yeah. The Premier League have left themselves in a very, very awkward situation here. They have done, yeah. They made a vote for their own back, haven't they, in many ways? Because, like I say, they started postponing games left, right and centre and it's just allowed other clubs to do, to do so. And, Arsenal obviously kicked up a massive stink when we had the first leg like, postponed originally um, and it's come back to bite them in many ways, certainly the fans, because the amount of fans that were calling us XYZ because of it and you're only doing it because your AFCON players have gone, etc, etc, <laughs> and suddenly they want to do it twice and they've obviously did it with North London Derby and we touched on it off air, like the North London Derby, they played on a Friday night, the under-23s, how they got that game postponed, I'll never know, it's absolute madness and you know, you, you mentioned there the loaning players out, I think they want to get rid of Kolasinac as well it's become the Wild West, hasn't it, these postponements? And people like Gary Neville are right in a way to say, listen, we need to get on with it. But it doesn't affect him. Like Sean Dyche recently said, let's all get on with it. Let's just enjoy the challenge. <laughs> and he just had his game postponed against Watford later no. on tonight. So it's, it's one of the... It's like right. all those fellas going like, no, don't take them vaccines. They're bad for you, bad for you. And then you've got the photos of them in hospital, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, on, yeah, on the yeah, ventilators yeah. with yeah. the thumbs up. Like, you mean, it's, 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 it's everyone else's problem until it's your problem. Course, yeah. And then it's funny how everyone changes the tune when it starts to it starts to affect them and impact them. And that's, I mean, it's just the hypocrisy of the league all over. You know, it's like everything from the ask for five subs to you know any any when it comes down to player welfare and all this kind of stuff and the problem is of course is that I always find that um people who are liars presume that everyone else are liars too mm -hmm. and they often give themselves away and this is this is what we're dealing with time you've got this in the Premier League where your Burnleys and your, and your Sam Allardyce style managers are the kind of people who would take advantage of these circumstances as much mm -hmm. as possible for any kind of gain they can get um so you've got no trust that people are doing things justly and fairly and what have you, and then you've got tribalism to add on mm -hmm. top. But, you know, I'm, what I'm trying to say is I'm kind of sympathetic to Arsenal's plight here, but I also find it fucking hilarious given how the dog's abuse that Liverpool and Liverpool yeah. fans took two oh, weeks yeah. ago. The Premier League's biggest issue is that you allow the clubs to decide what the rules are, basically, isn't it? Because everyone's got their own agenda. You know, mm -hmm. null and void it is the, the, the big uh, term we remembered in 2020. So... But the thing is, we've got to remember, this isn't the Premier League. And mm. there's two... Every single situation that's happened over the last five weeks has been different. And I think that's got to be taken into consideration. If your training ground's getting shut down, like mm. I think it happened to... I know it happened to United, Spurs, Liverpool, probably other teams. Now, but if your mm. training ground's being shut down for COVID reasons and public health are involved, you're not lying. Mm. When you've got one COVID case that we knew about on Friday, Saturday last week, which means that... As long as he hasn't got symptoms, he's going to be able to play next Thursday anyway. And there's no more reported COVID cases that I know of. I don't know about you two from Arsenal. Their training grounds open. They're having under twenty three games and the loan and players out. We're, we're having a different discussion here. It's yeah, not the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And as the bitter hundred percent biased red tinted Liverpool fan I am, 
last season we would have had every game from January to till May cancelled if, if these rules were in place because we had kids who are not qualified i.e. Reese Williams as 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 mm-hmm. adequate replacements playing every game. So this is the problem. But I, I I don't see I have no sympathy for Arsenal this time because the training ground's open. Yeah, and and that's it. And there's obviously there's obviously uh, a pathway that needs to be followed through all this. And 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 again, it's it's how it's clear as mud, isn't it? The real, you know, the, and 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 some of it's just because we've not been through it. Because we're getting to go to that point. Oh, it's about how many players you've got available on that point. So, and I said this before, if you've got this that amount of players go out because they're in a they're draw driving on a on a, in a in a coach and, the, and there's a and there's yeah. a coach accident and they all end up out with like knee injuries because yeah. of results of it. You can get games postponed because you've got yeah. too many senior players out injured. COVID just means you get a brief explosion of players overnight completely unavailable. And additionally to that, it means you you might have to shut your training facilities, which means the lads who are available can't add up their training yeah. and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But you're right. That's why I can't see this. I can't see this not going ahead, but the problem is, is that it's all set up for this narrative of because <laughs> Arsenal, Arsenal are the club that everyone loves to hate in that regard, and they've become such, they, they, they're such a target in that regard mm-hmm. that it will feel like it's the world's greatest injustice. And I, I don't necessarily, I don't want to. I'm not clamouring for Liverpool to play a weakened Arsenal team. I want Liverpool to play a good Arsenal team, and I want them to shut them up mm-hmm. and, yeah. and beat them. I'm not sure there's much difference between a good and a weak <laughs> Arsenal team, maybe if we're going to be brutally yeah. honest. But just to finish on that point, you mentioned in terms of the Premier League ruling. If you look around Europe, this isn't really happening in other places. So that's one thing we might well, have to look at. The Bundesliga are being like, really, they had, it's like play your children. Yeah, play by your Munich's eight. bench, by Munich's bench the other day, it was like a kindergarten. It was full of yeah. kids like this. And the kids come on and did well as well, by all accounts. So fair play to him. But the Premier League has definitely created a problem for itself here by allowing a lot of this to go on and a lot of it unnoticed. And all of a sudden, we've got Arsenal saying, oh, yeah, our fellas just recorded from COVID. Can we have this game called off? It's a bit mad. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this game should go ahead. I think they've had long enough to get the ducks in a row now. And they're almost, like I say, almost laughing in the face of it by allowing players to leave the club even yesterday. You know, it's. It's chaos. It's madness. Well, but- that's exactly. It's like I get it. You got. You know. You know. I know. Clubs are trying to conduct their normal business and all that, but. I mean, we've what's the got, difference in three days' time? Yeah, so, you know what I mean. What's the difference? No, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know exactly that. Just hold the deal off, and maybe you know they go, well, they can't get that loan deal. Maybe Udinese would say we don't want him in three days, or that might. <laughs> yeah, I, right. You know, they shouldn't but, be signing. No, no, they, 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 no, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I get there'll be more to it than this, but it's hard. Because football, because we don't, because everything's so guarded and mm. so secretive. I just agree. It, it's a bad look. It's a it's a bad look for them um, for Arsenal to be having those things going on. Whilst yeah. trying to make that case, I remember like a random one of like Tommy Smith having his disabilities taken away because he he had he went out and took a penalty in like a, in like a charity game or whatever before a game, wow. yeah. and he and and because he was physically and it was like he he was doked up on painkillers and he went to have a neck brace and all that. he had to take it. And he, and, but it, it's a what it, the point yeah. is it's a bad look yeah, yeah, yeah. if you because if someone's going to look at it in black and white and I said the problem is is the court of um, public opinion yeah. doesn't help an Arsenal or, and, and I like Liverpool in that regard they are very quickly the, the 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 topic of conversation for yeah. a lot of general yeah. football fans and we suffered this last week where it felt like like everyone's not asked about cancellations until it's Liverpool mm-hmm. and Arsenal feel exactly the same mm-hmm. thing because everyone loves to talk about about Arsenal Football Club but it's um yeah it is a weird one it is a very very weird one I'm not key I've got I, I I'm not asked for us you know 
I, I don't know whether I'd want it postponed because I don't know where it goes. Well, this is it. You know, there's the there's the international break next week for the, like for like the the Comnebol and all the you know the yeah. Brazilians and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So Liverpool won't be look won't be happy or actively looking to play football matches in 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 that period at all. And then I think pretty much every midweek. You've got the Champions now. League, haven't you? Until the game, yeah. until the actual. The final. Premier League have been given permission to play their games in a Champions League week, but I'm not sure UEFA would allow Sky Sports to show a game at the same time as the Europa League on BT. So mm. you're on dodgy ground again there. Mm, I don't yeah. see when this game gets played. The thing that's the wildest thing that could end up happening here <laughs> is Arsenal, all the kickoffs and all the things that have happened is they end up kicking Arsenal out of it after everything yeah. that's happened. Oh, please. Well, UEFA did it please. to Spurs, didn't they? UEFA kicked Spurs out of the Europa Conference League for... Yeah. Postponing and game. obviously, because we, we had a bit of this two weeks ago, and the, the rulings were changed in so much as the reason like Leighton Orient were kicked out when they played Tottenham in the early rounds last season. A, yeah. the rules were different, yeah, but yeah. also because there was no gap between rounds. It was like round round yeah. three and round mm-hmm. four, or round two, and round three were, were a week apart, mm-hmm. so there was no space to fulfil the, the fixtures effectively. But that's one of those mad things that might happen here. Is that like? If they can't find a space to play it, they, but the problem is it's a it, it, it's nil nil in the tie as well. Yeah, yeah, so it's like not even if we just nicked the goal, they'd be like, oh well, at least Liverpool won one of the game. We yeah, won it's possession. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but do, 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 yeah. No, it's absolutely nuts. But it's mad where 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 we're at. Um, what we do know is Chelsea await in the final. Mm-hmm. Uh, they obviously made short work of Spurs in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I'm a bit. I really would have preferred it to be Tottenham off better from being perfectly honest. Oh, but yeah. I mean, that, that that's a real character dangle. Just, you know, let's treat this as a normal game of football. We're, we're 90 minutes plus penalties or whatever away from, from, a, from a domestic cup final. Whatever our opinions on this competition are, I'm not arsed now. I'd much prefer this game to be at Anfield because I, mm. I, I, go, I might be in prime, mm. under the lights, yeah. a, a win away from a final. It, it didn't go off in the way we hoped it would in the first leg, Sam. Um, and it'd be different going away for this one. But this is what the best of footy mm. is win, a winner-take-all game of football, no matter who's on the field. I think it's going to be a great game. I think so, yeah. So, assuming it goes out, also the dynamics of the game will be different. I think it'll suit us a lot more to, to now have to go and get a result in that Arsenal can try and sit there and, well, it depends on who's on the pitch for them. Yeah. I mean, if they do have to play an absolutely stricken team, they're, they're going to probably do that and hope they can pull off what they did last time and sack a scores this time. But the, the truth is, in reality, they're probably going to play a bit more open football. And when Arsenal play things like that, they make mistakes. That's when they make mistakes. And mm. I think we are primed to punish them. If they want to do what they did at Anfield, because they have to, then fine. I think, again, we can learn our lessons. And that's fine, because... We were in real, no real danger of losing that game, were we? So, mm. I, I think we're in a win-win here. Mentally, Arsenal will be all over the place. If they're thrusted into playing a game they don't really want to play, in their minds, obviously, it's going to be playing a part. Mm. And if, if if the game gets cancelled, <laughs> roll on Mo and Mane. Yeah, <laughs> but, I know. Assuming that doesn't happen, I'm Genuinely confident. fucking hilarious is the possibility of them going, oh, Liverpool are just trying to enter a situation yeah, yeah. where they get the work until they get the best players back from AFCON and then Arsenal get the game postponed and we end up getting the best players back from AFCON. And Mo be, scores free. Oh, my God. Couldn't even put into words how deliriously happy that would that would make me. Um, yeah, it's it's just funny. It's really, really, really funny indeed. And we actually a comment here from one of our uh, club legends in our club legend Discord chat. 
saying uh, we'll be interested in the thoughts on recent issues including Arsenal first leg being contributed by to by lack of time on pitch shared by our back up front line in December Firmino was out so no opportunity to get a minute with Jota yeah. and Salah ever present hardly ever subbed even so no opportunity for anyone to rehearse the right side lack of rhythm understandable in my opinion hopefully we're getting there now I do I, I, I feel Dan a bit like we Arsenal game last week was it like almost like a pre-season yeah. friendly for this yeah. new attacking line mm-hmm. and hopefully just a little bit more time on the training ground which we, again we didn't have pretty much no. you know in the, in the build up to that and some game time on the field we should be a little bit more fluid if not obviously of the standard with a Salah or Manny and yeah definitely it all kind of conspired against that side in many ways because I thought the first 15-20 minutes were quite open look like I might be able to create something and as soon as they go down to 10 men they shut up shop and that makes it even harder for us to break them down, which makes our forward line look even more disjointed and even yeah. more out of sync. But we were learning on the job. And I think we've been learning that we kind of knew we were going to learn on the job because we alluded to it in the earlier show. We don't ever play without Salah and Mane because they're Salah and Mane yeah. and they're so good. You know what I mean? So we can't really blame Klopp for not giving these lads a chance together because I don't think we'd want to see them get a chance together too often in big games. So definitely learn on the job. Definitely more time in training. The Brentford game will help. And hopefully they're primed and ready to go a little bit together by Thursday. Yeah, definitely. And and again, just having a bit more to to play for, I think definitely helps in all that regard. And having a bit more drive a bit of a point to prove. Because that Mm -hmm. that Arsenal game last week was so disappointing, Sam. You know, I think we were all so flat coming out of that game like it felt really like we were Liverpool had hit a, a massive wall we were in a little bit we of a did. mini <laughs> crisis yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah literally yeah um, so yeah I, I all of those things should hopefully mean that Liverpool are in a much healthier situation you know mentally yeah. physically literally and we were all critical of Klopp I was certainly he's, you know, he's my absolute hero um, for what he is but we were all critical and rightly so I think you know he had to learn a lot from that game and Dan's just smashed it there by saying you know we haven't seen Minamino's been injured pretty much since the Leicester game when he scored his goal mm-hmm. we haven't seen Origi since Milan Bobby's been in and out because of his injury so actually yeah you're right that front line Jota's played every minute and doesn't know those, those guys as his mm-hmm. partners you're spot on Throw the red card in, changes things again. What do you do? We haven't practiced that. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. We've grown. That, that Brentford game really helped them. And it really helped in the fact that actually Jota and Bobby didn't have fantastic games. But we won 3-0 and they contributed in the yeah. next end. So there's still growth there from then as well. Going to Arsenal, they've got a, they've, they, they, their fans will expect them to go there and win the game. They will not expect to, to, to get knocked out. After that 0-0, they're on the mindset as we can win this. Yeah. So... Pressure's on them a little bit as well, mm-hmm. you know, which again makes it makes it a better game for us. When when teams open the door, we we generally take that opportunity and go through it. So, I I, I think this plays nicely to us now after what happened at the weekend. Absolutely, uh, right. We're going to take a short break, but I've got a trivia question which I in no way, shape, or form um, grabbed very very quickly as we were starting the show. Uh, the last what was the la- the last time Liverpool knocked Arsenal out of the League Cup uh, was on penalties at Anfield in 2019. But who scored the goals for Liverpool in that 5-5 thriller? It answers after this. Hey guys, it's Steve here. Hopefully you are enjoying this podcast. Just want to let you guys know if you want even more Redmen TV goodness in your ears, every single show that we produce over on our subscription service, Redmen Plus, also comes in podcast format. So you can get all of our amazing content on the go. Hopefully you enjoyed that one and hopefully you enjoyed the rest of the show. 
Yes, loads of amazing content streaming right now and upcoming on Redmen Plus, our Liverpool streaming service. A little bit like Netflix for Liverpool fans. So if you want more and um, to go deeper on Liverpool culture or you want more stuff pre and post match, we've got more studio shows, but we've also got documentaries, features, and interviews. That murals guide um, is, is amazing. That's coming out at the end of the month. That's on the 27th. That's our streaming. But to- One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Keep you occupied, uh, a two-parter and a reaction show as well around it, looking at the 50 greatest Liverpool players of the Premier League era. There was about 18,000 votes, I think, tallied towards that one. Um, so it's 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 very good and it's very in-depth and it should keep you smiling even if the Reds aren't playing. Um, right, I asked the question. The last time we knocked them out of the League Cup was the 5-5 thriller at Anfield. Who scored Liverpool's five goals? I think he's a, almost there. Go almost. on, what have you got? Well, Origi. Yeah, Ariki got Oxley two. Oxley Chamberlain. Oxley. Yeah, own goal. There was an own goal. Who, who got it? it? Chambers, Callum Chambers. It was not Callum Chambers. Holding. Nope. Oh, who was it then? Like Gabriel. Nope. Mori. Nope. <laughs> who was it? You're gonna have to tell us that. Left last January. Mustafi. Mustafi. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, Mustafi. Yeah. And the penalty that we were saying was it? James Milner, Milner, yeah. Milner with the penalty. Yeah, absolutely. It was Nico Williams' debut that day. The start of 11, uh-huh. for those who care about such things, Kevin Callagher, Joe Gomez, Sepp Vandenberg as his oh, partner, yeah. uh, Nico Williams, James Milner at left-back, Cater, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Lalana as a midfield three, Harvey Elliott, Rian Brewster, and Divock Origi started wow. up from and we Rian Brewster. Brewster. And, and we if sp- I remember, they didn't have that bad a side out. They were all right, weren't they? They had Martinez in goal, who's the best goalkeeper that they, that they, they <laughs> yeah, don't have. Better than yeah. any of their goalkeepers, and they Brilliant sold them. Um, they had Hector Bellerin, Shokdam Mustafi, Rob Holding, Lauren Koscielny, wow. um, Ashley Mayton, Ainsley Mayton now, sorry, Lucas Torreira, Joe Willock, Bukayo Saka, Mesut Erzl, and Gabriel Martinelli. Wow. They should have tore the part, shouldn't they? They were doing it at one point, really. Should have battered us. Um, right. Yeah, have you got that right? You're uh, you're an absolute genius, or just have got a, a, a better memory than than these lads. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, right, let's talk about the Reds then. Um, fitness allowing, and Ox might be the caveat to this. Dan, um, we just go same as Brentford. 
I think so. Yeah, I think so. I wanted us to go pretty much full strength for this little period of games that we were in, and that hasn't really changed. Um, that What that full strength looks like might have changed. Obviously, you mentioned the arc situation. That looks almost certain to be one change that we have to make, unfortunately. Um, I didn't mind the lineup for the first leg until it didn't work. And yes, I think it sending didn't, off, didn't it? Yeah, I think the sending off probably changed that as well. Yeah, We had a team, I think our team was constructed to really out-battle and out-work an Arsenal side that was going to be quite an open game. Yeah. We were going to physically dominate them. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we were left with a world where we had all of the ball mm-hmm. and then with no ambition and that team was yeah. not set up for that all of a sudden. Exactly, and that's one criticism that has been labelled at Klopp throughout his tenure really in terms of making subs when the game's changed. I don't think he's perfect at that and I think that's one game which you'll probably highlight that. Well, he, he probably should have changed it in my opinion. Well, it's interesting because we had this, this, this chat on the final word on Monday and it was Chris that brought this point up was... Klopp's actually, yeah, the, the lingering criticism that's yeah. gone the entirety of Klopp's tenure is what does he make substitutes that impact games? And I, we were saying, I think he, he thinks his, his best 11 is capable, his 11 that's on the pitch is capable of winning yeah. the football match. Mm-hmm. He's got his break glass solution for a final 10 minutes, but to Klopp and his team, substitutes are just planning for the next football match in just yeah. terms of rotating, in terms of legs and fitness. Unless so it's I, pre-planned, like you're only going to do 60 stages. Well, that's, I mean, and yeah. that's almost what I mean, is yeah. that sub- yeah. substitutes oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. are basically yeah, yeah. pre oh, oh, effectively pre-planned things yeah. that mean you're fresh to play yeah. the next game yeah. and the next yeah. game and the next game rather than I'm going to make dr- drastic changes to how Liverpool play so it's a, yeah, it's an interesting Yeah, point. and I think that's dead right and I think that's half a problem to be honest with you because like I say that game in my opinion was crying out for a Curtis Jones to get introduced relatively early and change the whole dynamic because mm-hmm. we needed someone from the midfield who's going to make something happen mm-hmm. and that midfield never really no. looked like doing that did it so yeah I think t- team news wise for this one I'd be very much the same I think the likes of Curtis Jones obviously definitely in the shout, but I think Nico Williams did really well in the first leg when he came on yeah. but I don't think this is a game for him to come yeah. and start it's, the keeper's probably the other one just to say as well I mean it, yeah I do feel as though Liverpool made a, have made the choice for the rest of the competition by putting Alisson in the mm. first leg the only way that that's not the case is if it was just because Alisson hadn't played because well, he, that's what Klopp you know, said pretty much didn't he yeah it was he needed to just get him out on the field and get him playing and we actually saw the last couple of games he's been a little bit rusty you know yeah. Arsenal that first half in particular it was a um, a little tricky for him getting the ball out of his feet and and, and that kind and that kind of thing and even uh, yeah it, it's so there's a possibility of saying that you might see Kelleher come back in for this but I wonder whether they just made the call there so they don't have to make it in the final and don't say well you you've you because know, what if he's the hero yeah. yeah and he saves penalties to get us to the final and then you're saying sorry mate Allison's coming in yeah. for this I, I I guess the only we'll talk we'll talk about Ox in a second but just in terms of the bench from the weekend so Canate Milner Gomez Minamino Shimikas K Gordon Kelleher Nico and Tyler Morton. There's a chance Origi might be back for this. He was certainly, you know, getting closer to first team training mm. last week, Sam. But I think the smart money's probably on. It's that same pool of players to pick yeah. from from the weekend. And in that regard, is there any maybe Canate for for Matip just because he's played well? A bit yeah, of football? it's interesting, is it? Because it wasn't a taxing game against Shrewsbury, and he took Matip off, didn't often need just to make sure he was all right. It, it all depends on on this is this is another situation which is probably a bit alien at the moment to Klopp because he hasn't really played like a second leg and then had a game on the Sunday like it, like this usually it's Tuesday or Wednesday these games aren't they? it's bizarre how... we're in the we're in the Europa yeah. League cycle at the mad moment. Isn't it? Well, we are aren't we it's weird and usually it's Wednesday so so he's had an extra day's recovery which is great but then there's less time so I think he's absolutely trusting in Canate and given where City are it can work both ways he can say we can't make any more mistakes. Mm-hmm. Or he can be like, well, 
you know, I'd rather get to a final. It, it, we don't know where his mind is. So it, it'll be interesting to see if he plays Canate on, on Sunday and, and maybe goes again with Matic one more time and then gives him that rest. Yeah. Um, the other one is Trent. I mean, some I had people saying uh, after the first leg when Trent had clearly only trained for like a day, like he looked crap, but whatever. Listen, Trent's playing his own game of football when he's fit. On Sunday, yeah. well, last week was it Brentford? He was ridiculous. We didn't even speak about that, by the way, on the podcast. Yeah. He was amazing. Yeah. yeah, he was. Trent plays all day. Yeah, I think Robbo plays, and I actually think you probably go weaker on Sunday in terms of that Kanate Shimakas sort of switch because mm-hmm. we can't really afford to mess it up this game. So you've got to kind of go this game first, then deal with the consequences and, afterwards. And the good thing is, is that whilst yes, it's slightly weaker, this is not a, it's not at no. a while. It's not like throwing Owen Beck and no, yeah. you know yeah, exactly. and Billy Cometio in or whatever. For, Brewster, for, like we were talking about before, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Costa Shimakas is rightly in contention for any of these games. He's rightly in yeah. contention for this game. He Absolutely. might decide, yeah. you know, that it's vital to, you know, on the, on the balance of things, you might think we're more capable of beating Arsenal yeah. than we are of beating Palace. Palace you know what I mean? It's, yeah. we, it's, you, you don't know. I don't think that will be the case. I think we would always preface, preface this one. But, yeah. I mean, the Canate thing, for example, is like a... We're not far removed from a what's not a game that's suited to Ibrahima Kanate. Exactly. So, like, I get it. You know, you got you put you play him in Old Trafford because he's got the he's got the same level of height, but he's got a bit more pace and he's mm-hmm. maybe a bit stronger. Yeah. So you say, well, just get him to shut down Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's going to come a point eventually where he's, he's good with the, the the tricky technical players and he's good with all all of these things. There's also a random shot. Like Joe Gomez comes off the this comes off it. the bench last week. Is that <laughs> just him being prepped? so that he's ready to drop into this game, I'd be a little more on edge because he hasn't played a lot of footy down, but that's not it's not the most wild shout that Gomez could just be in for this game. It's not, no. When you mentioned him being on the bench on the weekend, it was a name that sprung to my mind as a potential contender to start. I'd be surprised. Um, I've not been overly convinced by his return to the side whatsoever, but I don't put that down to anything other than the fact that he hasn't played a lot of football for a long time, personally. Um, I think we're quick to forget how good Gomez was mm-hmm. previously. You see a lot of people linking him with a move away already, and I'm not sure we're anywhere near that. For me, it would be Canate if we were going to swap the massive situation. You just said there he dealt with Cristiano Ronaldo. and He said it like the most natural thing in the world and that's a big deal for a 22-year-old who's just come yeah. to the country. You know what I mean? So I've been massively impressed. I would have started him against Brentford as well. I think his attributes suited that game. He didn't and we were fine, no problem. Yeah. But Canate is making a serious case for himself this season. Yeah. And just in terms of, we're not, obviously, we've not got tons of options really, to, to, be, to be fair. And the Ox thing makes it complicated because... What one thing Ox just brought was he's not he's look he's not Mohamed Salah shouldn't even need to be said out loud but what he does is he's, what he's got is pace and yeah. in the absence of pace and this is the one thing we lacked against Arsenal mm-hmm. now it wasn't as though the game had lots of space for lots of pace we actually needed tricky mm-hmm. technical players yeah. and we might yet require that again but it, let's if we work on the assumption that there's no Oxley Chamberlain I wonder whether they just go Kate Gordon just have a go because. The alternatives are you put Minamino out there again. He's, well, he's he's quick, but he's not. Interesting you say that though, because when he came on at the weekend, he, I know he got his goal in bizarre circumstances, but mm. he, he he played well, and he and he, and Brentford maintained a decently high line, hence why Gordon got his chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Minamino was a threat in behind. Thinking back to the first game before it got really, really, really condensed in their box, there was loads of times when both Henderson and Fabinho had the ball, but of course only Henderson gets criticised for this. And Minamino's on the shoulder going. 
play me in yeah. and they don't and you only really see this when you're watching the game live because sometimes on the TV it focuses on the defender yeah, yeah. and the ball but there was loads of times Minamino wants to spin in and didn't get the ball at the weekend we did it a lot better and doesn't he play the ball as well for, for Gordon Yeah. so he could have got an yeah, assist uh, I don't I'm pretty he sure he did uh, he could have got an assist and he scores his goal he's got six goals this season like you know we've all said it. I've said it I don't think he's good enough for our system long term but if it's a choice between Gordon and Minamino, I'm putting Minamino in for this game if, if Ox isn't right. Dan I, doesn't I, agree at all. I, I just think, Sean for a I debate, just think he, well, he's, he's, he's just scored six goals and, and yeah. he was crap at Anfield, but I don't know, I just feel like a bit more space. I, I, I fully get it. I completely understand everything you said. I'm with you, by the way. I don't think he's quite good enough to be a long-term yeah, Liverpool 100%. player. For this game, for me, what all I'm thinking is with the Gordon situation is he makes our front line look a lot more natural. So Jota is suited to either being down the middle or from the left. Yeah. Him on the right, I really wasn't convinced about. Yeah. Gordon is our natural right-sided of this, and then Firmino and Jota. And I think if we're going to get the best out of Jota and Firmino, I'd be going with Gordon. Yeah, and and again, I don't think I don't think Gordon's ready. I think it's too, no. it's too, it's too early, early for him. If this was Harvey Elliott, I think we'd be going Harvey Elliott. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's a very really similar sort of balance. I'm talking a year ago as well, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so okay. I think we're in a similar boat. Well, it's but a good point, though, isn't yeah. it? That, you know, again, go back to that game two years ago. Yeah. And, like, we're playing, we've got kids playing and involved in, in that game you know again you know we were giving debuts to Nico Williams against Arsenal we're at the business end of mm-hmm. it now this of course but but to, systemically I agree I think Gordon suits it a bit better and Minamino gives you what I'm kind of driving at here is what have you got off the bench if you yeah. if you put if you start Minamino and there's no Oxlade Chamberlain? What are you left with? Probably Div. Well, if Div, I mean, that's, yeah, that, that, that so based yeah, on the because yeah. look, if Div Okarigi's there, he's on the bench, and yeah. I'm, I'm I'm holding him back for that final ten minutes when charge. he scores the winner. Yeah. Obviously, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's due he's due one again. Um, but again, if you've got no Ox and you've got no Divock, and you start Jota Firmino. And Minamino, well, let's just say you put Minamino on the right to keep the other two lads more in their best positions. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're then in a world where you might need to chase the game and you might need a 17-year-old child to come <laughs> in and be the difference maker for you. And that's that's a, a big ask. Or you're doing something mad where then you're pushing Curtis Jones into the front yeah. three, which bring you can do. Around, yeah. Or yeah. You bring, you, yeah, you're then starting to dig, a, or you put Nico Williams on the right wing, etc., etc., etc. It's a, I mean, it could be, it could just be Nico. Could you know that, that he yeah. might feel? I know I'm not thrilled by this, but he's got pace. He's, he's 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 comfortable running with the ball. He's good in tight. He's got good close control. With Ox, he might just. He might just be. Does he try and replicate Salah, or does he try and replicate Oxlade Chamberlain? Yeah, that's a yeah. I've no. I don't know what the answer is to that, but that's going to tell a lot about. I think. I think also Arsenal's. uh, You know, if the game if the game gets played, and Arsenal haven't um, requested it, because there's a chance they request it and it gets rejected for Mm -hmm. whatever reason. But if they don't request it to be cancelled, Arsenal will have. 12, 13 maybe players good enough to play. I mean, they didn't, I don't even know how many subs they made last time, but they're going to have no Xhaka. Cedric's clearly injured. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know who else they've got, really. Saka went off as well yeah. in that game. He, he did, but I don't know where he's at. No, yeah, if, course, he's, yeah. if he's not fit, they're doing deep trouble. But, like, um, this is what I mean. We, it depends what we're up against here. Like, if we've got an idea, they've got 11 first teamers and a yeah. couple of kids on the bench, KD Gordon might get more of a shout because he might be like, well, they've got nothing else. Yeah, exactly. And and, and it, as Klopp always sort of, sort of plans, you'll put the 
the the weakest team out that's capable of winning the football match because yeah. it gives you more to work with the week after and the week after and the week after. And you're right, if they're not, if they, if you know, it's like you, when you face those early round games and you're both sort of like complicit in it, you know, yeah. I'm going to put a weakened team out, yeah. you're, you're going to put a weakened yeah. team out, so we know what we can do. It won't be quite that way, but they'll have a clear idea. Arsenal, well, there's only so many of these lads they can play, so you're right, it might, the overall level might lower sufficiently that you mm-hmm. go, well, it's no problem playing Kate Gordon. And that sounds like I'm disrespecting him. It's not, it's just that he's a, a kid. Yeah. And it's a, it would be a bold move to th- to chuck him in in such a massive game of football. What you said there got us in trouble in the last round against Leicester because I was walking yeah. down to that game thinking, oh, okay, we, we're going to play a mismatch side. They've been out for 10 days, not played. Yeah. They're going to have a phone together side. Yeah. I looked at the team news. That was their first Premier League 11 <laughs> that they could have, yeah, against, yeah. against a very much phone together Liverpool side. No disrespect to anyone involved. And for that 45 minutes, it looked like that. Yep. And that's why we were in such trouble. So we had to make them changes to almost balance out the fact that they'd gone yeah. so strong. And that's, the, and that's the thing about why I wonder whether we'll do that again, where, again, with the start and Gordon, is technically weaker in so much as it's, it's an untested yeah. young lad who's not 100% into it. He's not got the experience to maybe carry a full 90 or, or have a, a, a really telling impact on the football match. But you've got a senior lad there who can... Who can up your level if you if you need if you need to maybe it's a shame he didn't get that goal yes, yes. that yeah, is yeah. a game changer I mean yeah. it, I don't think it matters for his career if anything it takes the pressure off maybe but for this game mm. if he comes on and slots like that calmly we're in four 0 and it's interesting he's... because yeah I mean that'd be an interesting circumstance there because he it will show a learning curve yeah. you know if he gets put in a one on one and he then does something different and scores then who's asked did he miss the chance yeah. at oh, the yeah. weekend yeah, because yeah. it was all part of him getting yeah. to where he is on you know at, at the Emirates but fascinating stuff certainly uh, do let us know in the comments what you think they're going to do I just want to draw people's attention because Chris has just uh, texted me to tell me this has happened our most Salah best in the world t-shirts has just gone live over on redmanmerch.com literally right now um, so yeah if you want to uh, celebrate the best player in the world in the face of the FIFA Pro best 11 <laughs> snubs <laughs> them gobshites can get in the bin and you can proudly wear the Mo Salah best in the world t-shirt uh, available right now on redmanmerch.com go and check it out um, but yeah uh, what do we think the um, what do think score's going to be any ideas yeah I'll say 3-1 Liverpool um, banking on that more open game that we spoke about because like I touched upon earlier I thought we were the better side 11 v 11 mm-hmm. um, and I think it'll stay that way these are going to be weak as we know we go 2-0 up they nick one we kill it see I think 2-0 because I don't think I think Saka was the standout player on the pitch going forward. Barring him, they were poor. They really were. Lacazette was busy, but not in front of goal. I, I can see us winning 1-2-0. I'll stick with 2-0. I just feel at the, two clean sheets on a run and Matip and Van Dijk are looking sharp again. My, it, it will depend on the quality of team Arsenal are able to put out here, yeah, I agree yeah. on this, is because look, we are not, with no Salah and Mane, we are not the, the Liverpool that we are, which again, I keep concerned. I think we're the, in the best three football clubs on the planet right mm-hmm. right now. Um, and that's where we're at when we're cl- close to our f- our full strength. I think we're much our levels been pulled down without them to a team that would be fighting normally from the start of the season for third, fourth, fifth, or whatever in the league. Mm. And it's it's where but Arsenal at their very best are that. Yeah, they are at the best a fourth the fourth best team yeah. in the Premier mm-hmm. League. So if they've been undercut. And we've been undercut. Yeah. I think our level is still above them, but it depends how far undercut they've got the crowd behind them, all that kind of stuff, which will, which will aid them. It's a tricky one. I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll wipe the floor with them. I think it'll be a a two one or a two nil rather than us going boom boom boom. But 
look, if you get a couple of goals in the first half and you could run riot against them. Yeah, you could, yeah. Who knows, indeed. Right, let us know in the comments. If you're live here on YouTube, use the live comments box uh, and put your score predictions and your starting 11s in there as well. Um, And yeah, we will be back with a watch-along on Thursday night. Make sure you tune in for that. The starting 11 prediction show will be going live before then. There'll be an opposition preview over on Redmen Plus as well. Uh, Plenty to keep you occupied in the build-up to a game that might never happen. Um, Anyway, thank you so much to Dan. Thank you so much to Sam and of course thank you to everyone who's joined us live uh, and all of you of course either watching or listening after the fact do please go and check out Redmen Plus I went very Canadian there that was a bit weird um, <laughs> Oots Redmen Plus uh, because we've got you covered on all aspects of the mighty Reds uh, and yeah we hope to see you over there Ta-ra. When you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply